Hello, everybody. Welcome into Camel Call Friday. We are full bore into spring sports, as we talked about last week. The good thing is not much has changed except uh, Campbell baseball moving up in the rankings. They are 11th in the entire country. And, uh, oh, on top of that, by the way, uh, Zach Neto, a player who played here on this field that is just uh, outside of this building and, uh, and 50 yards to the to the north of us, uh, he was here playing Big He blasted South his fair share of home runs yeah, at yeah. Jim Perry Stadium. And now he is in New York and Boston, and he made his uh, he made his major league debut in Boston um, last week. And kind of this fairy tale, but it's a real life thing year that's happening for for Campbell baseball just continues to, so Neto, to get larger. His first night with an extra base hit was Wednesday night, and a year ago at that time. We were at North Carolina in a rained-out, delayed game. Didn't play. Played the next day, and he had a walk and a you know a couple runs scored. But think about the growth from one year to the next, playing on a at-large you know bubble team to now being in Major League Baseball as the full-time shortstop. The Angels have said Phil Nevin, the manager, they want him to start the rest of the year at short. Yeah, and he's I, 22. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's amazing um, talking to. Campbell head coach uh, Justin Hare, and this is something I'll, I'll put it together for for next week on the podcast because it's uh, it's interesting. We talked to him and say, hey, it, you know, has anything gone on that's been a little surreal with this whole thing? And he said, you know, Zach Neto called him, woke him up actually uh, on the road when uh, when he said on last Friday that hey, he'd been called up and he's going to be in Boston and everything like that. And he said, well, you know, and only a coach would remember this, but he said a year ago today. You had really played the worst game of your college career. You were <laughs> 0 for 6 in a game at NCANT, playing on probably one of the roughest fields that you have ever, ever played on. And tomorrow you're going to make your major league debut in Fenway Park. That's just a funny way to put in a couple of sentences what this whirlwind trip might be for Zach Neno and what it is for all of us that are kind of riding along from the sides. Just uh, incredible. It is neat. The, the whole Mr. 305 thing took over Bowie's Creek. He was so popular. He had this enigmatic personality. And it's crazy, right? Because Campbell's had big leaguers, and they've had double-digit players make the big leagues. You know, position player-wise, Mullins was kind of that first breakthrough in terms of non-pitchers, and Neto opens the door for others. It, it's so neat. He's the fastest player in the last 10 years yeah. as a position player yeah. to go from the draft to the big leagues. I mean, th- that's the thing, too. It's not just a Campbell player going to the big leagues. As you said, we've had some of those. But he is doing something that no one else has done but a couple of people. And then he's coming in and, and succeeding. And then he plays with two of the biggest superstars in the entire world when it comes to baseball, too. It's just incredible. Yeah. Otani, Trout, Neto, one to yeah. three in the lineup. That was his first game ever. He was I hitting mean, leadoff. I mean, that... What a welcome to the big leagues. And, and oh, by the way, his old college team is uh, 11th in the country right now. People are like, oh, well, you know, you, you have some losses of that. It, it, it's not like basketball or football. Like like one loss doesn't do it. And this time of year, you know, in the top 25, you're surrounded by pretty much power five teams. Well, and so what a big everybody, week. everybody goes two and one. On what a big week for upsets on Tuesday. Yeah, no Six doubt. nationally ranked teams lost. Now, one loss, like you said, doesn't kill your ranking. Yeah. But Campbell's RPI, Louisiana Lafayette, went to LSU and won. And you kind of add up, hey, teams you beat, they play certain opponents. The Campbell RPI is up at 23, yeah, which puts them right back in that conversation. And this will fluctuate every yeah. every game and every week. The D1 Baseball put out their latest projections, kind of their month-ago postseason projections. Campbell is a two-seed, 
but they were in the list of five to six schools that are right on that edge of yep. maybe hosting, maybe not. If you get hot, someone doesn't. So they got a lot to play for the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Meanwhile, the other team that has a uh, longer conference winning streak than them uh, took down another title, our women's golf team winning their seventh straight title, Big South title, going to the NCAA tournament for an 11th straight time. It was for uh, – Coach John Crooks, they do stroke play, then match play. They won them both, and so stroke play-wise, it was his 99th win as a women's golf coach. And that is something that you should never get numb to because winning a golf tournament is so very, very hard, and Campbell has done it at the Big South Conference level for seven straight years. And John will be the first to tell you it's a team effort. In this seven-year stretch, he's had five different assistants that help oversee the women's program day-to-day. But come tournament time, Crooks is at every hole. Yeah. He's walking with the girls. He's riding his golf cart with the Uncrustables, PB&J sandwiches. He's a great guy for snacks. Yeah. You need him on the road. But he's coaching them up. You know, they go to, the like you said, the match play final. Yeah. So that's never easy. You have to win. And he beat his former assistant in Lindsay, who was the co-head coach of the year at High Point. Yeah. So think about some of the ties. And Lindsay and the girls won the title last year by 20 strokes and this year a lot tighter, but they find a way to win. So yeah. that selection show is always neat. They, they have it at the McKay Building, the athletic administration. The girls all huddle up. It's on the golf channel. Yep. Typically we film it and they put our reactions on TV. So it's a chance for the girls to have their big moment. Yeah, and, and we'll figure out where they're going. And they could go to NC State um, this year, which would be really, Bonnie really Poole. great. And, of course, our men's tennis team, they and the women's tennis team, they will begin their hunt for a Big South Conference tournament title and NCAA bid coming up uh, this week, weekend in Charlotte. Our men winning a share of the regular season title. That is their second straight. Just amazing what uh, the tennis program has done. Um, Back on top with David Johnson. And the men's turn bracket, just looking at it right now. So it's today, Friday, the opener, championship Saturday. You know, that Presbyterian matchup's always neat. They went 4-3 again this year in the regular season. They always do. It comes down to those final singles matchups. You know, them and Gardner-Webb shared the regular season title, so it would be great to have them both in a final. Campbell crushed Radford in the regular season, and we saw Radford win the title last year. So, uh, all four. you know, it's so neat in tennis because the doubles is one thing. You get one right. point for winning the doubles. But when all six singles matches are going on at the same time and everyone's hooting and hollering and they get a point, it's like, oh, upset CU or win serve for CU. And then everyone reacts to that. It's it's like watching the Masters all at the same time. Every single hole, something's going on. And the fans are like having different vibes and energy based off who's winning. Yeah, I mean, collegiate tennis is just... uh just simply incredible and it's it's fun because there's there's something going on uh, uh all the time so so good luck to them as as they begin their hunt our track and field team still fine tuning as as they are getting to go they just win award after award after award uh this is the best team um especially with the with the sprinters and the and the throwers and everybody in the field event that that they have ever had so it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, topple goliath in a couple of weeks at the bits south conference tournament um, but it's just uh, it's just incredible what the what the track and field team has become on the men's side for sure. And then Patience Marshall, her story yeah. of resurgence, season-ending injuries, coming back to compete in her final year, like that's a great story yeah. as well on the shot put side. Yeah, um, she's been amazing and actually worked with us up in uh, digital media yeah. back in athletics for for a long time. Back onto the diamond. Our, uh, our our softball team just doing uh, what they do. They're they're in first place. They haven't missed a beat. There's going to be some interesting end of the year things. Our our softball team 
They're good enough to wrap the whole thing up before the final series of the season, but right now in second place, tied with them in the loss column. They haven't played as many games as them, Longwood, and that will be a series that uh, our women go to uh, for softball for the final regular season series That's of the year. That's a great way to end it, too, yep. May 6th through 8th. And you know how hostile those fan bases are. They love kind of chirping at each other, and there's good energy, and and we essentially clinched a good spot by beating them two or three here yeah. last year. and. Obviously won the tournament there a couple years ago, so that, that'll be a hectic environment. Yeah, the, the softball team, just like all our teams, will be taking um, next weekend off because of because of finals. No competition, that is. So this is the last home weekend series for uh, Campbell. Softball, 1 and 3 on Saturday. Sunday is uh, Senior Day at 1 o'clock. They'll play a couple of midweek series, UNC Wilmington and Norfolk State coming up. Baseball will be at home as well. It's another Firework Friday as the baseball team uh, welcomes High Point into Ugh. town. Yeah, 6 o'clock jo- for Joey military Hammond's appreciation. Joey Hammond's club has not been great this year. Yeah. So that would be a nice time to sweep the Panthers. Yep, yep, yep. It'll be, it'll be good to see them coming in 6 o'clock on Friday for the Fireworks, uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sunday. All of those games will be on ESPN+. Plus. Duke is on Tuesday, April uh, 25th as uh, as we get set for finals. And I talked about how it's going to be interesting. Softball coming down to the wire. Our uh, women's lacrosse team, incredible, still undefeated at the top of the conference, tied with the team that they will meet coming up on April 29th on Saturday for their last home game and last regular season game of the year. They will take on Mercer at one. They've got Winthrop um, coming up on the 22nd. High Point next week, uh, Wednesday at 6. So two home games against really the two biggest rivals, two uh, biggest forms of competition uh, for the for the women's lacrosse team. If they do finish in first, if yeah. they win out, they will host the conference tournament, which is something that they definitely want to do looking for their first NCAA title. And the crazy part, two straight years, they'll play High Point Mercer to end the season. Yeah. Both years, they could win or at least share a regular season title. They could actually lose one of two against Winthrop and High Point. I don't think they will. Yeah. They, they're definitely playing well enough right now. They should win both. To make that game on the 29th, the do or die, yeah. both teams 8-0 in the conference, and the winner gets a trophy, and the loser has to travel to their team's place. Like right. That is incredible. I mean, there is so much on the line because uh, making it close to Bowie's Creek, I'll, I'll tell you that much. And so it's, uh, it's definitely going to be high drama. And again, the big rivals in high point coming up on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And then, you know, you have to go on the road and take on Winthrop this weekend. But but again, it's just the, the spring is so much fun because there is always a team at this time of year in the mix for some sort of title, whether it's regular season or tournament. And right now, quite frankly, all of them are. <laughs> it is neat, right? We talk about this final Big South year and leaving an imprint in the conference. Yep. Maybe not the amount of tournament titles that we expected, but with regular season success and some teams with postseason success too, like golf, like yep. you mentioned, you combine that, this is a heck of a year to close out the Big South. Yes, it is. We'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll uh, dive deeper into what's left as we will be coming to you from finals week uh, next week on Friday. Also, the uh, Cammies nominees are coming out um, one by one. They'll come out this next week on social media. The Cammies will be next week, so we'll actually have a have a post Cammies. Wow. Um, yeah, next we'll Thursday have a, a post Cammy's podcast, so we'll talk all about that. We'll we'll dive deep into the Cammy's podcast. I convinced Evan to host again. We'll so spill the tea. On I don't the have to. I don't have to read uh, everything. So so stay tuned for that for next week. For Evan, I'm Chris saying so long. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Camel Call Friday.